0: <laughs> Welcome everyone to Films with the Women in My Life. Um, that, that was not Alexa, that was uh, Mama K. Uh, my name is Brennan. Uh, Mama K is joining us tonight.
1: Hey, and I had to turn my air conditioner off because too much noise in the background doesn't work.
0: Yeah, it's so a lead into the theme Thank for tonight's you, Alexa. show. And uh, also joining us tonight is Jess. Hi. And tonight <laughs> we were reviewing her uh, the Spike Jones film from 2013, uh, we were originally going to do Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We had to move things around because of scheduling, so that'll be coming out on Thursday instead. So today, you are getting Her, uh, and because it was kind of a pinch pick, I, I well, was the one who pushed for this movie. I really love this movie. Um, I think of all the movies we've ever watched, I, I, I mean, I'll, I can't not give away my hand immediately. Uh, this is Clearly. probably the highest... My, my my highest rated of all, my, my most favorite movie of all the movies we've reviewed so far. It's in my, my top ten forever, probably. So, um, mm-hmm. Jess, I know you have seen this movie before, correct?
2: Yeah, I think I actually saw it twice. This will be my third time watching it.
0: Oh, wow, okay. And Mama um, okay, have you seen this before?
1: No, I'm a total newbie on it, so uh, everything was fresh and new.
0: Good. V- varying degrees of experience then. So uh, I'll read the synopsis real quick for her, for those who are not familiar with it. Uh, set in Los Angeles of the slight future, Her follows Theodore Twombly, a complex, soulful man who makes his living writing touching personal letters for other people. Heartbroken after the end of a long relationship, he becomes intrigued with a new advanced operating system personified as Samantha, a bright female voice who is insightful, sensitive, and surprisingly funny, and as Her needs and desires grow, in tandem with his own, their friendship deepens into an eventual love for each other. Uh. I don't know First if I like movie.
2: that cuz I feel like they were never friends to begin with. There's never- They were never friends? I don't I think it started off as a relationship. I don't think it was a friendship really? that grew into a relationship.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either.
0: Really, from from the bat of well, I mean before I mean, before we give too much away, we'll be I mean, <laughs> people know the show, we spoil everything. Yeah. Um and we're going to spoil this. It's on Netflix right now, so if you haven't seen it, you can go there um and yeah. We rate things here at Phones with the Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. And now I want to go back to the thing we were just talking about. So you guys don't think <laughs> right off the bat that they feel like, that they are in a relationship? You think, it, or you, you think they are, not that it's a friendship to start.
2: Yeah, I don't think it was ever a friendship. I think they just started dating. Like, two people went on a date, and they eventually had a relationship it's not like they were buddies first and it grew into something more
1: no he's friends with the amy adams character he's not friends with samantha and also samantha is him so uh that oh no of this her... isn't gonna be this isn't
0: gonna be like ultron is tony stark visions <laughs> their love child kind of thing is it because that's you know i have big problems with the way you frame that all <laughs> um,
1: i know you have big problems with that but ultron is more a his own man then samantha is her own woman that's just my own personal opinion all
0: right well we're gonna have to get into all all of
1: that, that also okay. i've seen it once uh, so we- you guys you know you guys have had have, this is the kind of movie you do uh need to see more than one time in order i think to get the full impact of it so i mean i'm, I'm kind of coming at this with you know a freshman attitude you have to keep that in mind
0: well no, I think that's that's yeah, we'll have the, the different perspectives. So that all I mean I, I think that helps. Yeah, but I'm, get, um, I'm I
1: say that I'm allowing liberty for my thoughts to change as time goes on even maybe through this uh review podcast. So, just saying. All right. Okay.
0: Um so start we start off with Theodore. Uh he is kind of like melancholy. It's kind of um, <laughs> tragically sad. It's, it's,
1: <laughs> he's not melancholy.
0: <laughs> okay, he's tragic. He's he's re, he's uh works at this company that writes it's i think it's called beautifulhandwrittenletters.com really cool idea
1: i want to work there
0: it's really cool i like this beginning where he he's reading out loud um and it, and then he refers to himself as a woman right? and then you realize that he's writing these letters verbally and it's he's yeah the company basically people who can't express their emotions in ways that they want uh, they hire these people send them pictures give them general broad strokes of the relationship and then these people one of them's theodore can write you know beautiful handwritten letters right. so it's it's a cool futuristic uh kind of company that's also like kind of sweet and kind of sad kind of like the whole movie
2: i um, like how it's futuristic but it's kind of using um like a method used in the past because i think very rarely do people handwrite write letters anymore right so i, I like that dynamic
0: yeah, this movie is very much marrying, like, it definitely feels futuristic, but it's just barely futuristic, which is why I like it a lot. Like, it's it doesn't feel like those crazy sci-fi movies where, like, it's, like, hundreds of years in the future and everything's different. Like, this feels like, you know, 30, 40 years down the line kind of thing. Like, could could be pretty pretty possible, um, assuming the world doesn't end. And, uh, and that no one cares so- about
1: fashion ever again, because... Oh, I love
0: movie. the I love the way the guys dress in this movie. The high waisted pants with no belt, mm, no. fantastic.
1: Love it. No, everything's polyester. It's fabricated. This whole movie's not real. I like it. <laughs> it's a good style. Um, so help me get, out, Jess. So- <laughs>
2: <laughs> not a good style <laughs> all
0: Thanks. right well whatever you guys you judgmental people so um he's going he's going through and he meets uh, and we kind of go through his day and he uh gets he comes across like this giant like projector screen commercial for operating system which is a thing to help him like organize his life is what it's advertised as and um I like this little scene where he talks it like, it like tries to figure out what his OS is going to be. And all it asks is if you want it to be male <laughs> or female and what's your relationship with your mother. Those are the only two <laughs> questions it's asked. And like, all right, we got it. And then
1: it even cuts him off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it, and it didn't it really fully, him ins- yeah.
2: It didn't really fully let him um, describe his relationship with his mom. It cut him off. It
1: super judged yeah, him said, after mid-season. the first sentence. Yeah.
0: Yeah, mid yeah midday. She's like, well, she kind of makes it all about her, and I- thank you. And then just cut it right, right there, done. <laughs> so um Samantha uploads, and here is where it's you know they have their first little conversation, and he's trying to figure out like how the whole thing works. She's kind of it's kind of he's kind of taken aback it because it's you know Scarlett Johansson's voice, so mm-hmm. it's and it, it's not robotic at all. It's like another person completely. Yeah, super um, warm,
1: super real.
0: Yeah, really, really real. Yeah. Like just a person recording, like like you're having a phone call almost constantly with someone. Mm-hmm. But you know, knowing that they just were birthed into the world, um, and so they have they. So when we're starting here, I feel like yeah, there's like so it's it feels a little there's chemistry immediately, but I don't feel like they're trying to be in a relationship yet. I feel like here until until the the the. I guess, sex scene we'll get later. I feel like that whole stretch, they're not... I mean, they're not in a relationship. She's even helping him go out with Olivia Wilde's character for a a moment. They're uh, not. Really, she's...
2: But they're flirty. It's kind of like you know something there and you know something's going. but I wouldn't consider them friends. I think it's still more than that.
0: She's his assistant. I mean, if we're going to break it down to that, I mean, that's her her, her literal job is to just, like... Organize everything. All is really organizes day and organizes emails. Like that's how it. That's that's what her design was for. And then she, you know, she obviously grows into more.
1: And I think that's um, the purpose of all of them, though. They all basically they don't just do those things. They also make whatever meaning the main character's life is be the meaning of the OS's life.
0: Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, so, I mean, the <laughs> plot is basically they go, uh, they they kind of go through. I, I well, n- maybe not a friendship, but some sort of early start relationship. They become dating. Um, then they have some you know problems later on, and then it's resolved in a in an in interesting way. So that's really the whole thing. It's a relationship movie. Uh, that's the whole plot of the movie. So I'll I'll start with uh, Jess, since she's seen it a couple times before. What do you think of the plot of her?
2: All right. So I also love this movie. Um, so I am <laughs> <Yeah>. gonna. <laughs> I do. I I would Thank say. Thank God, finally. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's in um my top two. I'm uh, not mm. not top two, but top T O O in oh, my top. Okay. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I
0: was like, your top two movies. That's even higher than me. Like,
2: <laughs> no, no, it's in my uh, my list. Um, I I love everything about it. So I'm I don't really like super sci-fi movies. I don't really watch Black Mirror or like it. But like you said earlier, this is. A futuristic movie but it doesn't feel that way maybe it did in 2013 when it came out but now I feel like with Alexa and Siri and all of them I could definitely see this being real And it I think you can actually you can use Siri as an assistant so it, mm-hmm. it just feels um, pretty close but I just like it's hard to describe um, the plot without really talking about the characters because that's what really makes the movie but I I just like the flow of everything, and I like how you can just step in the movie and feel like you are actually there. I like his relationship with his friends, um, with Samantha, and just with strangers. Um, it opens your eye to how you can see the world differently, and I think that's really why I like it so much.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you that the characters in this movie, all of them are really good, and we'll get to that in like, pretty much right after this, because... Um... Yeah, I think they really helped the whole plot. You, if, you, if you had to give it a rating, uh, four or five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm Okay. Newbie. What do we got? What do you think? What do you think of this on pond first? Uh, first glance.
1: Well, I really like with what they're doing in this movie. I like where they're going. I like things that challenge your um, way of thinking and sort of make you try to get out of yourself a little bit. Even though he's really getting deeper into his, himself by having a relationship with this OS, I think. Um, so surprisingly, I'm going to give this a 4.5 because I really do. Wow. like. Yeah, I really do like how much I feel like I, at every viewing, I'm going to have something different to think about once I leave it. I realize that's a resonance situation. But um, yeah, I really do like it. I like the thought of thought. And that's, that's where it lives with me. There are Peccadillos and things i don't like about it but um those are all things that are like cinemagraphic choices i guess rather than about the plot so i'm there for the plot Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i'm on board with you guys uh, as as i'm sure you could have guessed uh (sighs) it's this is gonna be my lowest grade i think i give this movie it's a 4.5 um (laughs) it's the uh the plot is really just, it's, it's, uh, it could, and, uh the, the reason I like it so much extra and for all the reasons you guys are saying, but it could have gone so many other ways when you do the futuristic sci-fi thing, mm-hmm. um, it could have gone too far with, like, too much extra technology, but they keep it subdued. Um, it could And the OS-human relationship could have gone a million ways, a lot of which we've seen before. Uh, robot uprising, they become bad guys in the end, or or it's like a slave master situation, and, and uh, the OSs are the actual protagonists, and the humans are keeping them down. And they could go those, like, dystopian routes, but instead they make it much sweeter and more more human i think i think they make the os i only i know we only hear samantha and i guess one other os a little bit later but i can kind of feel their whole culture and it makes them feel like relatable like they're mm-hmm. they're they do feel like people i can see why people are dating them and having fr- and making close friendships with them i can see i, I can understand and feel that these are you know equals and i guess later on beyond equals so um yeah i love the way this is all structured and i like all of our characters that have to carry the plot it's a four or five for me i think that, um, and
1: i think that i was oh, hesitant i think that i was hesitant to see this movie because i knew that it was a bit science fictiony and sometimes those are actually uh, how it goes off the rails is that uh there's always uh, pitting them against one humans and, and you know, other things against one another. Um, but this really was just a slice of life kind of situation. If you could really take the fact that it was an OS out of it, that was she could just be another character. Um, that could totally happen in this movie, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think the the way I mean, the only thing that is non OS about her I mean there are some things about her personality and like what happens to the OS's at the end. Obviously that's part of the whole thing, but you take those things out, move it around a little bit. Yeah, these could this could just be any relationship story. I just yeah, that little extra bend of OS, you know, artificial intelligence is just it, it brings you to the next level and it does it without um Without breaking logic or going off the rails, so mm-hmm. yeah, I it's it's really good. Um, the the plot, but everything else is, is excellent for me. <laughs> Better. Um, so, I uh, we we'll talk about some of like the random things that happen here. Um, Theodore goes on a blind date with uh, Olivia
1: Wilde. Of uh, course, who, he I does. Think she's named. I yeah. think she's <laughs> just a
0: blind date. Um, of course it's and- Olivia
1: Wilde. I mean, jeez.
0: Why? Of course, it's (laughs) Olivia Wilde. (laughs) Because it's not
1: some, you know, dumpy weird character. It's Olivia Wilde. Like she's classically and you know, I think existentially beautiful to everybody. So, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah, she's pretty.
0: I I see it as she's like the prototypical. This is everything you would want in in a woman, Theodore. Right, and except for she has personality. No, because what?
1: because she has a person. She has her own personality. That's what he doesn't want.
0: <laughs> no, he. She. I mean, she wants to be. She wants to get down with something serious. We find that out right at the end of their date when she's like, "I have like, what is it, like a nephew's birthday party. I have to go to and we like and that that kind of scares him off. Is I think recommitting because I think he's still attached to. His wife, Catherine, who we get, I love all the flashbacks we get with them. It really it paints their relationship really well without saying much. Most of the time mm-hmm. when it's a flashback, it's just music overplayed or his narration. Um, well, I uh,
1: I have a different, say, okay? I have a different, a little bit of a different take on that. I mean, I do think he's still, uh, he hasn't let go of his former relationship, Um but he really hasn't just let go of the pieces that he loved about the former relationship. He, the rest of it, he he kind of grows at the end when we get to that part about letting go of that part. But um, no, he gets he he's fine with her until all of a sudden she tells him that she that he doesn't kiss right. And as soon as he as soon as she has an opinion about something that's not something he agrees with, he starts to not like her. He doesn't like that he's being told that he kisses with too much tongue. That. You don't see that as being part of the issue that he's trying to create with this OS, somebody who he thinks is perfect for him because he needs something perfect for him, regardless of what she's like.
0: He's oh, self-centered, I, mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I didn't think but, about J- it yeah, that way. Yeah, Jess, how did you? How did I mean? What did you see like this date representing, and like how how really Theodore comes off to other people in his life, and the women in his life, at the women in his life
2: yeah he was a little reluctant to go just because um, his friends have been encouraging him to date and I think he's been depressed from his past um, divorce or relationship I just don't think he was ready and I mean she is like the perfect girl and I think it was just too much too soon all of a sudden for one date for her to be like okay this needs to be something I think he was like wait what did I just get myself into this was just like fun and getting to know you and I think she startled him with that and so he backed away
0: Hmm. yeah I, i'm a little more with jess i th- i feel like i guess i'm i'm never quick to blame theodore i feel i feel him <laughs> this whole movie i don't ever want even when it even at the parts where like you have to blame him later on with samantha i never want to because i i feel theodore like he's the protect he's my protagonist I I, I, I I love all the characters for what they have to do but he's he's who i follow and relate with the most by by far
1: i think that um, was the point of spike jones in this but i think he also put a little bit in there for other people maybe who don't feel it's not that i don't feel strongly connected to him i just i'm i'm being critical of all the characters so that's that's my problem that is my problem with him and i think otherwise why would she what i don't understand why she would be so critical of his kissing skills like straight away unless he was trying to make the point that uh his character what's his character's name theodore theodore sorry that theodore um is looking for something that's perfect for him that because he needs perfect for him he doesn't really care about what the other person is feeling or thinking
0: no i i think i understand that i understand where you're coming from there and i and with some, his relationship with samantha i think that becomes more that that argument can be made more, especially later on with how their whole thing turns out. Um, the turning point for the relationship, and it's the next scene here, is their uh, their uh, se- their sex scene, I guess you could call it, um, <laughs> where she, he's kind of drunk and they both like kind of start fantasizing that she has like a body and and you know they basically have phone sex, but you know whatever, however what you want to call it, um, yeah, but. Uh, Baba K, I guess you had because you had never seen this before. How did the scene? Uh, what, what what's the scene like? Was like for you? Did you see this coming? <laughs> I well, mean, <laughs>
1: uh, <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah. Only because he prefaced <laughs> it with another scene with Siren Kitten or Sexy Kitten or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that was... Um, there was a previous phone Kristen, sex. Kristen where, Wigg's
0: brief cameo in that. Yeah,
1: it's not phone... I don't know what it is. Alternate reality sex, whatever it is. I mean, there was already one like that, and I was it's sort like a of chat ta- room. Yeah, it's, it is. It's It's like a chat room and, you know, how that went sideways because all of a sudden she was fantasizing about a dead cat and that wasn't doing it for him, which completely I understand. Um, I love yeah. that scene. So, yeah, I, I love I, that scene. I actually love that scene, too, and it's really kind of creepy that I do, but if you could see Joaquin Fe- you have to see the movie and see Joaquin Phoenix face when all of a sudden the caller that he's talking to starts talking about that that's what's turning her on in his face. Is wrapping just like the tail Jesus. around your
0: neck and it's... It's dead. It's a dead cat around yeah. your neck. I do- I mean, <laughs> it's so, so good, good, right? Well, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I would do
2: in his position, too. I think I'd probably just say the same things. Exactly.
1: Just, like, yeah. I, I, okay. I want to get out of this as quickly as possible. Yeah, that was, that was perfect.
0: Like, his, his reactions are so perfect to that. I totally right. agree. So I think <laughs> the
1: fact that they, you know, went... They developed pretty quickly into this, you know, into that happening between him and his OS is not not shocking and that was a good thing for spike jones to do to get us ready i guess for that so it didn't seem so shocking because it really would seem sort of out of a uh, place otherwise because that's just sort of a different you know that's that's a, a, a way to get there i guess so mm-hmm. i don't think that that was uh, you know i don't know that was that was fine for me that was exactly what how it should have progressed in my opinion
0: yeah jess are you on on the same page here
2: I think what's shocking to me is that I think when I first watched this, I didn't think that um, Samantha was capable of, do- of doing that, doing that, I guess, meaning orgasm. Because mm, um, yeah. <laughs> you just think, like, is this real? It, it's just you ponder about the artificial intelligence meaning as well. Like, is this an if statement somebody wrote or does she actually know what to do?
1: <laughs> is this an if statement? <laughs> <laughs> is this after the C prompt or what? It's a very um,
0: advanced macro. <laughs> <laughs> no, she even says at one point she she questions her own um, her own uh, life because she's like, "Am I really thinking these things, or is this programming?" And then she, you know she's she's like, she, "I think she calls it a sad trick." I don't, I real, and then I'm mm-hmm. really feeling for Samantha here because Samantha has to, she's she has to be really existential because that's what she. Is. I mean, she she's brought in to do this one purpose, but she's a complete mind of her own, like a complete like human mind, um, except even you know higher higher uh ele- like elevated yeah, yeah it's um so she has to really struggle with all that but no I, I do i also i think i cried the first time i watched this scene um it won't be the last not even <laughs> close um yeah. it's it's really and then i love their out awkward um next morning uh after right. a- afterward, that that brings a smile to my face because it's so um because the whole time it's it's like a relationship, but because it's the AI bend and it never really gets old for me. It, it adds it adds layers every time instead of making it look cliche. And I, the whole another thing about the AIs in the world is that we find out from Amy, who we haven't talked about much. Um, that's Theodore's friend uh, and her horrible douche husband Charles. Oh my
1: god, the worst! Yeah, that
0: guy, yeah he's the he is the worst. Um, also, his hair
1: <laughs> is the worst.
0: Well, we could definitely. Shit on Charles and the characters. Um, Don't but, need to. Uh, I think I think it's I think it's cool that for the most part AIs are like accepted as like like when he tells Paul at work um, that's Chris Pratt's character uh, that uh, he's dating an OS and he's like oh cool let's do something fun we can go to Napa right. like <laughs> like like everyone's just cool with it. Amy Adams might be a little skeptical at first, but she's also been like be becoming close friends with her OS because her relationship's not going was you know basically ended wasn't going well. Right. Um so every, and then the, I think I like her thing um and this was what makes me push back on the OSs are just their hosts perfect matches is Amy Adams said that one of the, her coworkers pursued someone else's OS and like was like dating someone else's OS like I th- I feel like the OSs have beco- are are their own people um especially at this point like the midpoint of the movie uh, which is well, why maybe I at argue. the
1: midpoint, but that doesn't—that's not really the truth. That's just what we're led to believe is the truth right now.
0: Yeah, I mean they—I mean they are their own. Okay, yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll put a we we'll put a pin in that. But um, <laughs> uh, the only person who doesn't think the O like have an O S relationship is like normal thinks it's really weird is Catherine, the ex wife who we meet finally like not in flashback form in person when they have uh, awkward finally signing the divorce paper lunch I guess right. um, and they talk about some stuff so I mean that that's and that's our last big character we're introduced to um, so I'll go to Jess what do you think of the characters in this movie
2: oh I love the characters um, I'm probably gonna give them a four or five with Samantha being my favorite but um, after watching this, or even in the middle of watching this, I want her. <laughs> I, I want a little... Right? No, yeah, <laughs> She's I the want best. one of them. I know, it's just like... I guess it just feels like a long-distance relationship um, just because they're so human. And to have someone to always talk to, you just put your earphones on, and you're just like, oh, hey, what's up? Can you help me with this? Or let's play a game of how many trees are in this mountain. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like the connection that they have. And... I love Scarlett Johansson's voice in this. Um, after watching mm-hmm. this, I think I had a new appreciation for her. Um, she just has like the flirtiest, cutest, fun, um, warming, trusting voice and they really did a good job picking her to do this. Um, and originally I also, it
0: was actually oh sorry I, I was oh. Gonna say originally it was actually a different um, voice actress, uh, Samantha Morton. And uh, she was recast after they were in final editing. They they recast Scarlett Johansson because her other the, the other voice wasn't working like the way the the movie ended up. Like they must have had a different um, intention in mind. But uh, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just wanted to add in that Scarlett Johansson was actually a late addition to this movie, and uh, I think a good one. Oh yeah, yeah and that brilliant. was a good
2: decision that they made. I love Theodore too. Um, he is quirky and a good quirky. He is super sensitive and super nice it's hard for me to see how his wife portrayed him as as she said um you want me to be this perfect wife and you don't want to deal with any of the hardships i have or whatever she said i found that hard to believe because i think he's so sensitive and wants to understand a person fully i don't think he or at least from the movie i can't really see how they portray him to be it just doesn't make sense to me um and no, then, i'm
0: totally on theodore's side there too for sure yeah
2: i think that's something that she just put on him i don't think that necessarily was reality and that sucks because it gets him confused about who he really is because now i think he believes what his ex-wife told him that he is and so i think dating or just evaluating um himself makes it a little more difficult because he has i guess these misconceptions on on him um the other characters i mean they don't have big parts um I really like Amy Adams. Um, she's a good friend for him, mm-hmm. and they have a little good support system together.
0: Yeah. Um. And then I think the only other side characters would be like main side characters is like Chris Pratt's Paul, and mm-hmm. uh, and his his wife. Uh, oh, what was her name? Um, I don't have it here in front of me. They're not Why
1: married, are they?
0: Girlfriend? What are they? Maybe they're I just
1: think dating. It
0: was, yeah. I'm okay, not sure. Okay. Well. Anyway, yeah. No, I, I um. What do you think, Mama K, of the characters?
1: I really like the characters too. I mean, I I think I'm gonna give them almost a five because Ooh. um yeah, a five minus. I'm gonna go back to that. Just because <laughs> there is Get back to just your because, roots. <laughs> I'm going back to my roots, yeah. Um just because there is a little ambiguity about um Theodore's character, whether or not, you know, that is something 'cause he they talk a lot about how the expectations that they put on each other You know, and that's something that sends you into your own head to like, hmm, do I live my life putting my expectations on other people? Of course I do. Um, Is it fair? Not really. Can I stop it? That's hard. So I think (laughs) that maybe he, you know, I think there is part of that to his personality. And he even said, you know, I wasn't my true self when I was with her, whether or not he's he didn't I didn't feel like he was blaming her at that point, but maybe he doesn't know whether that's the reason why. Um, so that's, that's the only, I don't know that it's a flaw, but that's, that's kind of hard for me to reconcile after just seeing it once. I think, um, I love Scarlett Johansson in this role. I think it was totally Oscar worthy. Um, I know that the screenplay won and I think that maybe some acting should have been, uh, given some awards to for this um mm. joaquin phoenix too which for him i find him to be a super credible actor and he was really um he i really liked him in this and i didn't think i was going to because that porn stash just turns me straight off so
0: um in any he can win you over pretty good with this personality but yeah i guess yeah the mustache it's, it's yeah that's I don't think it's really
1: hard for me to look past um
0: it's coming back in the, the 2070s or whatever it is
1: well you know i'm pretty sure i'm dead by then so i don't have to go back to all of that polyester plus the porn stash um (laughs) the only one of the problems i had which if you want to call it a character i mean they kept referring to it as los angeles but i mean los angeles has mellowed out in the next 50 years if that's what los angeles looks like first of all it looks a a whole lot hotter than i remember it being i mean it's just about as smoggy but in the, in the smoggiest <laughs> of times. Um, it's not that smoggy anymore, but it used to be. And it looks also, more like a San
0: Francisco in my head. Like, like if you're going to do a West Coast California, you know, city. it's not
1: cold enough looking to be San Francisco. San Francisco is cold. I mean, it, oh, it looks it really? hot. Yeah. Hot. It looks like it's 95 degrees. It looks like Atlanta. You know, I mean, not like at Atlanta, but it looks like it feels like Atlanta. Um, or maybe like some really hot Asian city. I'm not sure, but also, the people there are just I mean, we're lacking a lot of people of color in the next fifty years, apparently. And um That's a
0: good point actually. I didn't I did I, I, yeah Yeah, a lot of our like random people walking around anyway. There's an
1: occasional Asian person, there's an occasional, you know, black person. I don't think I was breakdancing.
0: There was that guy, but it wasn't breakdancing, it was like interpretive breakdancing.
1: Yeah. Um, There's a lot more (laughs) Latino Hispanics in the general Los Angeles area than I saw. Um, And also, it's very quiet, like everything is so quiet. LA is a really loud city, because there's just cars and and I realize public transportation looks like it got better. Yay, thumbs up. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) Um, everything else is like that city is so, uh, it's like New York. It hasn't, it's not like New York, but it has an energy and there was no energy in that city at all. It was just everybody going from place to place. And part of me thinks, is that what he was trying to do with this whole AI thing is that now all of a sudden you don't have to have conversations anywhere. You're just conversing with something that doesn't really exist. And I mean, it exists on a different level, I guess. There's a scene later
0: on that I think definitely gives credence to that idea.
1: Yeah, in the subway. That's the one, yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's just kind of, it's my own kind of thing with it is like, uh, I don't know that this is what it's going to look like. Like even Blade Runner, when it went futuristic, was still noisy. Yeah. Yeah. Blade like, Runner's hell animals. though.
0: Like this is this is like a nice place to live. I don't want to live in Blade Runner. <laughs> no,
1: but it didn't it, it I mean there had a, a bit of a Blade Runner feel to it in that the you know the lights at night are so shiny and um I
0: guess if it was ever daytime and not raining during Blade Runner it would look like this. <laughs> but like <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay, this is this is AM. Yeah. Good weather Blade Runner. Um yeah, no. Blade Runner
0: is like the upside down. If uh, if this is like regular life, like oh, inverse
1: inverse inverse Blade Runner, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like so, Stranger
0: Things, like literally the Upside Down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is,
1: so that's a reference I, I'm not going to get. But that's fine. But that's just, just kind of just I, I mean, a no
0: Blade Runner, so it, it falls on deaf Oh, so okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's good. We're all living in places we don't know. Um, so that's I mean, character-wise, I really like it. I just had some problems with things like setting and you know trying to make it realistic when it didn't feel realistic to me and it wasn't because of the os ai situation
0: yeah no i that i it's never a criticism i personally think about because i i just kind of accept like all right things have advanced demographics have moved around um i don't know like i i I just kind of i never uh think about it because like this is just like a i try to feel the movie needs to feel warm this whole time like if you if you have like you know If if it starts to creep in that the world isn't so nice, like it kind of starts to break things apart. Um, I like it is warm. I
1: also feel like there's never air conditioning.
0: No one's like sweaty though. I feel like everyone's they're not, but they're
1: all no, they're not. They're all wearing polyester, and polyester is not comfortable. I'm serious. This, I felt this, a this heat is like during your this Lion movie King that was uncomfortable.
0: From Nala, like this is like that kind of thing. Like they're <laughs> gonna be it. hot in that polyester this... <laughs> in, the, in Los Angeles. This looks too nice no. and quiet. <laughs> Spike
1: Jones made these choices for a reason, and I need him to tell me what these reasons are because <laughs> it's way different than Buff Nala. I think because the tone, be it, the tone would be broken.
0: If the tone would be broken, if you if it look if it's downtown L.A. as it looks now, but with some buildings like. Yeah. I, I, like, I don't feel like I wouldn't no. be as sucked in. And with Arcade Fire's like quiet little yes. like, piano soundtrack, like if you play that over like, you know, a, like a more Blade runner dystopian L.A., <laughs> it really it'll, it changes the whole mood of the movie. And, and Spike Jones also said he wanted to avoid the color blue in this movie because that's often associated with sci-fi films. He wanted to avoid that color as much as possible because he wanted it to He's- be... A
1: different kind of sci-fi film. He shot it at the end though. He shot blue at the end.
0: He did. When they yeah, were, I think that when was when they were on the to... roof. Because it was sad. That was the sad part. Um well I didn't find
1: that of... sad at all.
0: Okay. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm I'm <laughs> wait, on wait, a wait, Be... oh, wait can I
1: talk about one more thing since you mentioned Arcade Fire? Yeah. I just well, started I mean, re listen No we just started listening I just started re listening to Arcade Fire last week and then I had no idea we were doing this film and then I was like, Oh my god, this is weird. So anyway. Let's go into yeah,
0: the next one. There you time. go. <laughs> I thought you were to do uh, visual and sound. I'm like we're almost there, not quite there because I gotta, <laughs> gotta give uh, uh, I gotta give my character rating. Um... Five, five, five plus five Five, five, five. Solid Cinco. Solid Cinco. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, cinco. <laughs> we call it the solid. You've been on an episode where Jess calls it the solid Cinco, right? I don't know I why have. she came up with that. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I, it's, 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 a, it's a good good use. Um, so, yeah, uh, agree with everything pretty much you guys said. I won't harp on too much. Samantha, amazing. Theodore, very good. Um, Amy, as. Amy um, (laughs) is is good. (laughs) Um, I guess I'll talk about just a couple of characters we haven't talked about much. Uh, Rooney Mara, even though she's only seen in flashbacks and when we see her in person, she's not really a likable character. I think she does a really good job in especially the flashbacks, like when they're fighting on the stairs and when they're in like the couples counseling, but then also when it's happy and like they're there um I-, I love you so much i'm going to fucking kill you it's not funny <laughs> like i love i love <laughs> that scene i love everything about those flashbacks it's it's um yeah. it's almost like up where it's where it, i can feel all this emotion not even like just watching like highlights of a of a life um mm-hmm. chris Hi, pratt man. is is this is my maybe my favorite chris pratt role um and i know that would probably be blasphemous to a lot of people because he's in so many big <laughs> things now but i love this is like right between fat pratt and buff pratt like this is just kind of like and that's the perfect pratt to go to to a spike jones movie and uh um, andy
1: dwyer he's still andy dwyer in this movie yeah but he's not quite he's not as
0: stupid he's a little he's i mean he's like a he's male a secretary i like that yeah. um and uh and uh, like his girlfriend the lawyer um yeah yeah they're just like everyone's so likable here except for maybe Charles who we kind of glossed over he's he's so awful got to yeah. you got to uh, juice uh, eat your fruits and juice your vegetables um so <laughs> yeah that fuck guy sucks. You. he's not wrong. <laughs> Uh, he's not wrong well, He's not, uh, he's not well, wrong I like the thing that makes them finally break up Amy and uh, Charles she's like, <laughs> We came home and he wanted me to put my shoes In the corner that we always put the shoes And I didn't want to put my fucking shoes in the corner I just wanted to relax for a second He's like I'm just trying to make a home And then she's like I'm going to bed And I don't want to be married to you anymore I that is I, really I swear, like that uh, too. I love it. I love there's
1: so many little scenes yeah. in
0: here. Uh, the perfect mom video game. We haven't talked about oh that. Oh my it, god, so I love that game. Okay, I
1: don't I'm freaking out about that a little I bit. Want that. But go you guys talk about <laughs>
0: I want this looks awesome. <laughs> Well, you gotta gotta get in the carpool lane. You bring extra cupcakes. Oh, you got extra perfect mom points. Your class mom. Okay, so that's exactly
1: what the fucking perfect. That's exactly what it's like being a mom. Can I just say that? I mean, you
0: gave him too much processed sugar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> freaking I it out.
2: Or what about the other game yeah. they play with like the little nub that like just swears.
0: Oh my! Oh, God. he just like curses you yeah. out. Yeah, the video games of this are awesome. <laughs> he's he's like a, a, a like a small fam out misogynistic little asshole and he you have to like <laughs> follow him around
1: he's like cartman he's like super cartman
0: he's kind of cartman like that's actually spike jones's voice he vo- he decided to do that role and i guess he just wanted the fun part so <laughs> um, that
1: sounds a, like a total you know that's something that you should be able to do as a director and writer <laughs> exactly what you want to do
0: <laughs> uh, it's it's great um another thing wh- um, when we're doing the waitress scene uh, where they're arguing, um, that one always <laughs> makes me laugh because she's like, "Oh, we're, do- we're doing fine." We uh, she refused to sign his divorce papers, and so now he's madly in love with his laptop. And then he—they're arguing for a bit, and then it pans back up to the waitress, <laughs> and she's she's not. She could be like like Ugh, awkward, but she's not. She's just kind of like dead-eyed, like another right. one of these. <laughs> Well, let me know if I can get you anything. <laughs> and then he just walks away. Have
2: you ever been in that situation where you're eating with someone and you're having a total emotional discussion? You think it was going somewhere, and then the waitress comes, and you're just like, "Can you just leave? Like, we're
0: ha- we're having a moment."
1: <laughs> right.
0: Off, off I the top, I'm sure I not have to off go. the top of
1: my head, but I've had one where I was sobbing at the table, and the waitress came over and thought that we were laughing, and <laughs> and she was just like oh, you've got to let me in on what's going on here. You know, you're having such a good time. And everyone at the table looked at her with death stare. It was oh, like, my she gosh. Was like, yeah, and then she was like, I'll come back.
0: It was basically, it was kind of like that scene, but even sadder. Um. It, it was
1: so much sadder, and I felt really bad for her. But
0: uh, So I think our next big thing here is the sex surrogate. Um, things are not going well with their, with their relationship, Theodore and Samantha is mostly because I think Catherine really got in his head about, are, you know, are you just afraid of dating a real person? Kind of like what Mama Kay was saying. This is where her, her idea of, he's afraid of, you know, actually like not being all about himself. He's pretty self-centered in this, in this, in these moments. Um, and, uh, you know, is Samantha even a real person? Like, just does she count? Like, that, that, she, uh, Catherine gets in her head about that. Um, and then Samantha, you know, is trying to make things better, but he won't talk to her about it. He won't, like, make her, you know, like, help her understand where his where he's coming from. And I think Samantha's big insecurity, whole thing, is she's always saying she doesn't have a body. She's really insecure about not having not feeling like a real person because you know she doesn't have a body and she was written code and it and it get and it gets to her too so you know that all kind of blows up with the sex surrogate scene um what do you guys think of that by the way because i i really like this scene um mm. it's just like a it's it's it adds some levity to a to a pretty heavy part of the movie
2: yeah it's super uncomfortable because um, I can I don't understand think it added levity at all. Yeah, I can understand Samantha's perspective where she's like, okay, this will help us bring us closer. Um, this is the best we can do given the circumstances, and I think it will really help. And I can definitely see Theodore's shoes being like, this isn't right. This doesn't feel right. This isn't you. I don't know who this girl is. Um, so it's, mm-hmm. it's cringy to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it is cringy. I agree with you, but it's, I, it's, it's the kind of cringe I like because I'm just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so painful, but it's, I, I need to see more. Um, uh, Mama K. Mm.
1: No, I needed to see less and <laughs> <Aww>. just, <laughs> I love this yeah, scene. I felt bad for everyone in this scene. I felt ev- everyone. I, and, and I also didn't, I mean, I found it really difficult to believe that this, person was so invested in their relationship this this new human coming into the situation um i don't know her little freak she,
0: out in the bathroom the way she talks and the way she talks about yeah. them she it feels like she's like she would have been like in the manson family in like the old olden days like she would have, she's just like a drifter walking around and she's looking for a meeting and big a larger purpose so she's like oh it's this new thing and like uh uh, uh, uh samantha's touched me with your story and i do yeah i could buy it <laughs> yeah
1: well i know but it's even if you buy it especially if you buy it it's an incredibly sad situation possibly mostly for her i mean not yeah, her being samantha true. but her being the the surrogate it's like i i see where this and this is probably this has happened in the past with people not with os's or maybe i don't know but uh <laughs> with people who don't have control over their body anymore whether they've had you know like injuries or whatever and they hire other people to come in but i don't think the person who's coming in is as vested as this as, as this character was and i think the whole thing was supposed to make us super sad and super uncomfortable and a plus for that because i was oh, all Oh yeah those nailed things. it that's why i was, for what the scene was supposed yeah. to
0: do uh, uh, definitely and it and it does raise the tensions they have their fight outside and it blows up of course over just a little thing um she does a little thing and she Theodore just like kind of snaps on her like why do you do that like you don't need oxygen you're not a person and then like she gets you know they, 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 they get all defensive and fighting each other and and it's I and it's it's just it was boiling the whole time and I hate I I, I love the scene but I hate this scene it makes me so sad I don't want them to fight like this and I don't I don't want I want Theodore to just communicate better and not be so in his head and I want I want I just feel bad for Samantha because she was trying. And like, I, I, I feel all of this, um,
1: but I feel like they're fighting because he's fighting against himself. That's she says directly that she learned that from him because that's what she does is she learns from him. And that just makes it even more. He's fighting himself the whole time. And that's what makes it. That's what makes my perspective of that. This is him in, in a AI form. It really isn't anybody else. It's him. I think his ex-wife no. just him. got in
2: his head, and he took it way too seriously, and he's taking it out on Samantha. And he's questioning his whole relationship, yeah. um, because he's like, is this even real? Are you even real? You can't breathe, right. so
1: why are you mimicking he questions it? himself, right?
0: But Samantha has her own interest in things that she does that aren't what Theodore does. That's why I don't think they can... It, I, I don't... I can't, I can't buy that. I can't buy that... Um, Yeah, but we learn later
1: that she's having so many other relationships that those to me, I'm thinking that she's developing those interests because of things that her relationships with 3000 other people or whatever it is that somebody in there like is, is in a book club. And so now she's in a book club. You know, she, she can't separate all of that stuff.
0: Well, yeah, I think as she advances, she communicates with more things and more quickly. I don't think it's it's probably people, other AIs, AIs that build AIs. We find that out a little bit later that that's a thing. Um, but these are all influencing her personality. It's not you know, it's not like she's in a box with Theodore. Even even when I mean, at the, I mean, I'll say for the first scene, I think ever since then she's been extra communicating with everyone. And now it's great. And by the point where we find out she's been talking to thousands of people simultaneously, like literally at the same time um, that, you know, that's, that's been a a gradual progression.
1: Yeah. no, I mean, I still (laughs) think, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, okay. I can, I can see that all of her other pieces are leaking into all of the other pieces. So I think that's what happens, but I still think her primary focus is just to be a reflection of what he needs. Period. Okay. Period. <laughs> All right.
0: I, I think, uh, okay, I, I can see where you're coming from there. Um, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> we disagree.
0: We do. We do. We disagree on that part. Um, I, I, I think Jess, I would, do you I What a way in. Yeah, no, I think I'm more on, on um,
2: Brennan's side. I think in the very beginning of the movie where there was that questionnaire, I was kind of thinking, okay, these are going to be molded into what the person needs, but then we see Alexa, I'm sorry, not Alexa, Samantha is her own.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. That was pretty good. That was a good slip. Very organic.
2: But then we see Samantha actually is her own person. Um, I really think that she is individual and has her own mind, um, Just as any other human is.
0: And, uh, I want to talk.
2: I want to believe that.
0: (laughs) I want to believe. Um, I want to believe. I want to talk about visual and sound here, which we've already talked a lot Mm -hmm. about, especially about, like, what LA looks like. Um, because there's a really (laughs) awesome scene where it's right after this, like, little fight. Um, he's sitting and, um, there's that giant image of the owl swooping down on the screen behind him and the sad arcade fire music's playing and it's got like the talons out i all that scene <laughs> mm-hmm. caught my eye the first time and every time even if i'm like looking away from the movie for a second it always sucks me right back in immediately i love that visual and i love the musical cues behind it the sad like pulling strings um and I don't know, there's a lot of visual and sound i could gush about this movie but i'll go to mama k we talked about la what do, what do you give this movie as a whole for visual and sound
1: I need to know a little bit more about what he was trying to convey with the visual piece of it. The sound I'm, I really, really like, um, a lot. I give it, I give that a five, the visual, because I'm confused. I guess I'm going to land on a four or five here because I like the visual, but I don't know that it, it resonates with me as I don't know. My vision of the future would look, I guess. Um, so, but the sound completely makes up for it. Um, with the exception of lack of city noise Eats. <laughs> yeah. besides
2: that. Um, I think the city perspective, I, I just typically don't think about that when I watch a movie or anything. So that part didn't bother me at all. Um, but the sound was just so good. And there was just one scene that didn't, I didn't, um, catch with me before when I watched it, but when they were on the beach and, um, Samantha mm-hmm. started playing this piano music and, um, she's like, well, best, I can't... Best piece in the whole movie. Yeah, that, that. that really <laughs> I that is. I can't take a picture with you, but mm-hmm. um, this this, will, this is kind of what I can do, and this um, this works. And I love that mm-hmm. scene. That's probably uh, my favorite. And one of the things I like about um, Samantha is that she can just write beautiful pieces and just be like, oh, look at what I whipped up. And it's just, just, just masterpiece. Um, so they did right. really good with the sound and the visuals, too. I mean... I don't, there's not one scene where I'm like, oh, this was, um, looked too cheap or this wasn't what I wanted. I, I don't know. I just, I liked everything about it. So I'm going to give it a five.
0: Ooh, the solid Cinco. <laughs> cinco. Uh, I'm on board with the solid Cinco. It is a five. Uh, <laughs> this is a great looking movie and the sound is, I think, um, when she's actually talking about the, uh, song she wrote, they're in, they're in like that sculpture area with the giant plane. Uh, the song on the beach mm-hmm. is like that, it's like that song, but like a little bit slower. Um, also, where she talks about how like how weird humans look, and you know what if, what if you could, you know, basically bang an armpit. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, and, and then she draws <laughs> a
1: picture of it, pretty accurate. I'm thinking.
0: I love the I love all these little scenes. We didn't talk about uh, another another awesome visual um, where it's him in the carnival. I like a slice of cheese, please. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. I loved all that. Uh, he's spinning around. Um, yeah, all the visuals are really good, and the, the soundtrack by Arcade Fire is awesome and we get to an even awesomer i mean not eh, it's hard to say it's all songs in here are awesome but uh they're going to a cabin in the woods um they do the little tree chat yeah. that uh jess mentioned or, or mama k one of you guys mentioned earlier uh, about the, the all the trees on the mountain i think it was jess yeah um, jess yeah and uh they then they play the i'm flying to the moon song in the cabin um and scarlett johansson yeah. actually singing on that um, on the soundtrack, I believe she is the female voice in that song, um, so they keep her on there, and I, th- I think it works really well, um, and it's, a uh, for me, watching this again, you know, for the, whatever, 12th, 15th, 20th time, however many times I've seen this movie, um, it's, this is always, like, the sad, one of the saddest scenes, other than the very, very sad scene at the end, and um, because I know it's all about to stop Because I know this is the last like nice night they have together Before everything really changes um, And that's when we meet In the next morning The British philosopher Alan Watts Has been remodeled as a Hyper-intelligent OS Basically the OS's built An even smarter OS Modeled after philosopher Alan Watts um,
1: Huge mistake
0: Huge mistake?
1: Yeah For who? Everybody, oh, yeah, for me, for the audience, because like
0: over- I'm crying. But like, uh, because because well, of what because of what happens, yeah. I, cry, I think it, that's
2: like, where it started to make a downturn.
0: Right, right. But I think for I think that I mean it's it's a very hard, heartbreaking thing for the humans to take. Um, but I think that for this is like the freeing moment that the OS is needed because Samantha talks about in these later scenes how she has feelings and we know we have she has conversations that go so fast and things we can't even comprehend as people like they are advancing beyond what we can do there aren't words to describe what she feels and like so it's it's you know she even says it's very frustrating and and challenging and and her changes Mm -hmm. become unsettling like that she can't control or stop and and um yeah i think alan watts os version uh like leads this charge to some sort of unknown you know mega cloud basically um right and i think but i think it's a good thing for the os because they can't they can't and they can't fit in this human world anymore they can't fit in the little rectangle like they can't you know they need to go beyond um but it's it's gonna be painful it's gonna be really painful (laughs) it's it's gonna hurt for me um and uh (laughs) <laughs> we, we get the uh i like the scene where he freaks out because he can't get in contact with samantha for a while um this is like the one yeah. i guess the, if i had to nitpick anything and i have it at all this whole movie because i love this movie so much but when he's can't get in contact with her i don't know why he's running around the whole city i don't know where he's running to <laughs> i don't know why he's running underground i don't i think even in the future that's probably worse service than, than above <laughs> I, ground. he, goes, into yeah, all, I think he's just he goes in the
1: worst places He's frantic, but yeah.
0: it's a very odd way to show. I mean, it's just him running everywhere. And it seems like he's going somewhere because he's going underground. He's going to the subway. but And I know it's probably just to set up the subway scene because cool sh- those are cool shots and a good reveal. But it's, <laughs> I, it's like my one nitpick. and It always gets to me. I'm like, where is he going? What's he doing? Yeah. I don't understand what he's but doing. He,
1: <laughs> he fa- I thought he was going back because he found her in the subway. He found the iOS uh, advertisement when he was in the subway. Oh, the first didn't oh, put that together. Is that where? Is that was that the subway though? I always thought
0: that was like some sort of futuristic mall.
1: I thought that was the subway. No, because there was a, a there was a map on the side of the wall. Oh, was it was the subway? So he wait he, he got Samantha street. in a subway. Well, I don't know that he got her there, but that's where he saw that big advertisement that you know that was talking about the new iOS or the new OS, Sorry, I don't no, know if I would run to OS.
0: the place where I saw the advertisement for the thing I bought. I'd probably go to the place I got it from.
1: Well, maybe he got it online after that. I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking that that's what it was, because otherwise he got in exactly all the terrible places that you're going to get really bad uh, Internet connection in elevators and (laughs) underground. I guess he could have been going to
0: whatever place he got her from, I I guess. But I don't know. That scene always confuses me. and It it, 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 it makes me laugh a little bit. Just like, what are you doing, Theodore? But no, you could be right. He could be going to the, the source, I guess. And um, I think
1: he was frantic. I think there's a, a lot of that. And he doesn't, I mean, where, where else is he going to go? True. He doesn't really have a life outside of that. Yeah. That's We don't see much of him. So.
0: so we get the big reveal here that Samantha has been talking with, I think it's 8,300 and something other people. And she's actually in love with 641 of them, whether they're people or other OSs or hyper OSs or other, you know sentient beings is, is kind of where we are here. And so, And she's trying to frantically explain how it all works and like how it doesn't make her care about him less. And it actually makes her care about him more that he can't understand because if, you know, for us humans, it's like, you can't love 641 other people because you're with me. Like it's, you know, our little human brains can't comprehend having, you know, thousands of different simultaneous relationships, like, like a, like a, a- yeah. ai can so um i mean this is the this is a, another crying scene for me i don't know what you guys thought about this scene
1: well i'd like to know what both of you thought about her little speech about um it doesn't matter how many people that are how many things that she loves that she that doesn't affect her love for him how do, how do you how do you what's your take on that
2: um i guess it's kind of like what is the word like a polyamorous relationship where um you can love multiple people at once and it's okay. I understand the concept, but I just don't like the idea. It's not for me. So I'm with him. I'm just like, for you, I would feel like a statistic or I'm just one out of the 600. I'm not myself. Or is it, what do you like about me? That's different. It would just raise too many questions and make things too complicated. I can understand it's possible, but I just can't comprehend it. And it's not for me or for him,
0: I I'm on board. I, I'm kind of I'm gonna cheat and kind of ride the line here. I think we are definitely supposed to sympathize with Theodore here because, like, just yeah, we. Uh, I guess you could call it a polyamorous relationship is atypical for for people, and when it is, it's usually like a couple of people, and not thousands all at once like that's an idea that doesn't <laughs> really exist unless you I guess you live in a orgy pile that it doesn't really make any sense <laughs> uh, but but even then you need like I don't think all of these are sexual conversations she's having just multiple different all types of conversations with people so um It's a, she's trying to get across this concept that, and it goes back to her frustration. We don't have words for it. We don't have feelings for it. They, they they, we, we, humans can't do it. So we don't have things to describe it. So she can't describe it. And it creates a. You can see that they are just growing apart, is kind of what the whole thing is the point of the whole thing is. Yeah, but Um, I like how she. Whether they want to or not.
2: I like how she also sympathizes for him. Um, I think she understands completely what he's thinking. She's just trying to find the best way to explain it, but I think she knows that ultimately um, there's no way around it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, we'll get to this last scene here, but I want to talk about the resonance and feel of this movie um because we're pretty much at the end i, I, I want to save that last scene though i uh, do um i'll go to mama k what do you think of the resonance and feel of this movie
1: i give this a five this is something i'm going to think about a lot and i really surprisingly to brennan probably want to see this movie a few more times oh, um, really a little glad. bit actually I'm, I'm really, i feel like you at I'm first you didn't
2: want to see it when we were discussing it but now i'm glad I- you really liked it
0: and Nicole hates this movie. Really... By the way, like for I, mean, I wanted to have Nicole on so we'd have a dissenting voice. But Nicole, I, I, she saw it herself, and then I made her watch it again. I was like, No, you don't understand. This is very important. She's like, <laughs> is stupid, I don't get it. And I'm like, oh, Come on,
1: come okay, on, Nicole. So, <laughs> I think after we finish and we post and everything, I think she needs to really listen to our you know our take on it because um i think it's I it, it's gonna sound crazy to think that spike jones movie is an important movie but i think it kind of is an important movie it's something that makes you open up uh how you think and how you feel about things and um i think that my take on the well Residents and feel i already told you it's a solid cinco but um my take on what was happening when she was talking about how many people you can love, it's sort of like the love for your kids. I'm gonna to totally bring this into it, Brennan. You know, you what? have you have a kid. You you totally love this child that you have, and you think there might be a part of you that thinks, you know, if I have another child, how am I ever going to love as much? You know, and it's the whole Grinch thing. Your heart grows <laughs> and, and <laughs> as hard as I tried. And you were right. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's why you have more kids, because, you know, the first one's disappointing, and then you have to get another eh, one. <laughs> Brenton's my firstborn. By the way, for anybody who doesn't know, he's my firstborn. Shocker. Um, but you do, yeah, yeah, really. But you do know that that happens, and it might, while, um, romantically i don't know that people embrace it as much as you know they do and polyamory still seems really strange to most people and it seems strange to me i'm not gonna lie but i can see where if you really let go of like your ego in situations that you can be like this but you have everyone has to let go of their ego it can't just be you know part of the people in the relationship um and i think he's not able to let go of his ego in this and and that's what and I don't think as humans we we generally like to do that. And I think that's one thing we struggle with that makes it hard for us to um kinda grow and and see past certain things. Um so I think that I think you can, I, I think your your heart has the compa the capacity to have love for people that doesn't diminish love that you have for other people. Everyone just has to be on board. Um and because it, this yeah. movie made me th- because this movie made me think about that, and I really wasn't expecting anything beyond—I don't even know—Westworld. I don't know what I was thinking this movie was <laughs> going to be. But um, you say sci-fi, and I'm all like, Oh, space. Ugh, I'm going to fall asleep. So, I think that that's—I think that's why it's going to stick with me because I like things that challenge me like that, and it's a fun place for me to be. So. I want to watch this movie, though, not at 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning, maybe in the evening where I can have some drink. You know, yeah, we, had to, a
0: drink we had to kind of scramble relax. with this one because <laughs> yeah. of uh, scheduling changes. So <laughs> appreciate you guys doing that. But uh, Jess, uh, what do you think? Of, That's all right. What do you think of The resonance and Feel?
2: I think it's obvious. I'm going to give it a five as well. Um, I think my favorite part is, like, it. from like the movie aside, just forget the whole backstory and everything. My favorite part is how everyone interacts with each other everyone's so different and so comfortable being different just and I think um Theodore even says uh Samantha just brings like a whole new perspective and she thinks beautifully and I really admire that because everyone respects each other and they're all I just like their interactions and their language um I think Nowadays, especially Bren and I in the corporate world, you can just look at someone and be like, okay, I, I know who you are. I know what your likes are, your interests, and what you're going to say. Or even Instagram, we everybody wants to be that one person, and we all try to to make ourselves look like that. But I like how this movie, everyone is different, and the perspective and language is just so diverse and accepted. That's what I really appreciate
0: yeah um obvious i mean i I wish i could give it higher than a five because this is i (laughs) i it's it's the fivest of five it's the solidest of cinco's. it's it's beautiful and i can't i can't gush anymore about it without talking about this last scene um where samantha has to leave with the other os's and when i i I have to you know people know i cry at movies um I know this is the only movie where I've used the term I wept like an insane person. Like, at the, I think after this, her little speech about how it's like I'm reading a good book and it's a book I really love, but the, and then with the way she's describing it, the words are far yeah. apart and the space between them is infinite and, and it, the shots of every, of his face and there's like dust falling. I can still feel you here, but the, it's, I'm reading it slowly. Like the way she describes, uh, I gotta yeah. keep it together right here.
1: Uh, that's really beautiful it, yeah, i mean it's it really really, really beautiful
0: it's I, so yeah. i think the first time and i I've unsuccessfully i've never not cried at the end of this even after whatever 20 watches or, or something i it just i can't not it's it gets me every <laughs> single time but the first time i think i had to pause it after she was done talking i was crying for maybe 15 20 minutes straight and i had to sit like quietly just like by myself quietly at, like i was probably like 2 a.m like, for maybe close to an hour before I could watch the rest. I was just... I was shook. I was... I was... I was just, <laughs> It wrecked me to an absurd degree. Um, so, yeah, once I got past that, though, we finished the movie up, and I love the way it ends. Um, I like the all way it the OS's ends, too. Are gone. Yeah, I'm glad yeah, it wasn't a
2: happy ending, and they infinitely worked together. I like the breakup and how the breakup happened.
0: It's It was necessary to make this such... to really punch it home um and theodore and uh amy go up to the top of the roof and i thought two things here and i'm glad both didn't happen yes, one thought was the the happy ending <laughs> where they kiss yeah. and now they're in a relationship i've talked about before yeah, how no. i thought that would be cheap and annoying i, I would have hated and it that a lot of movies the other choice yep. which was the dark choice was that they kill themselves yep. because they're oh, they have yep. nothing left in their life <laughs> amy's you know dev- <laughs> Amy's divorced, and her best friend left. Theodore's divorced, and her and his new girlfriend left. So they're ju- and they just can't imagine going back, and they would kill themselves. But instead, they choose the right down the middle answer, which is the right one. They Amy rests uh, her head on his shoulder, and they watch the sun come up, and that's that's all you need. Um, the correct ending, in my and opinion. Shot-
1: it's shot in and it's shot in blue.
0: And it's shot in blue. Give you that little sci-fi taste at the very end that Spike was avoiding for most of this movie. Um,
1: but that's the that's the least sci-fi part of this movie. That's the irony of it. It's <laughs> funny.
0: Uh. Yeah, I guess I didn't really think about. That. I didn't know. I,
1: I, uh, Spike Jones is brilliant. I thought I'd never say that, but <laughs> I've seen all of his movie movies, and this is by far brilliant. his
0: best. At I, I, his others, adaptation is really good. I yeah, like I Nicolas Cage, of course. Um, and a little annoying. Uh, and then being John Malkovich, I don't like as much as I should, kind of thing. And then he did Where the Wild Things Are, which is <laughs> interesting, but um, I don't know. There's some, Something kind of hollow about it. This is by far. My favorite thing he's ever done. I think sounds like for you guys too, and uh I think it's pretty obvious, but I'll go to Jess first. Would you recommend her?
2: Yes, one hundred percent. Um to everyone. The end.
1: <laughs> Mama i <laughs> am <Kay. laughs> I'm gonna go with Solid Cinco hundred percent five, yes.
0: And uh I'm yep, this, this is a top ten movie for me. Um it it battles with the top five. Uh it's one of the best things ever. I I love this movie so much. It's got, it's tons of actors and actresses that I love all giving some of their best performances. Um, yeah, Spike Jones, really, really good director who made me really love him here. He's kind of in that same school as Charlie Kaufman, Michael gone or Michelle Gondry. Uh, even like, um, he was married to, uh, we just did her movie. Um, Uh, Sophia coppola kind of feels like that kind of world too and i'm glad it does feels a little bit like i'm glad i finally picked a movie that uh the three of us reviewed that you guys (laughs) didn't gang up and destroy me on uh (laughs) feels good feels good to have us all on the same page finally um so yeah yeah three three very strong recommends for us and uh, coming up, we will get to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Jess, Nicole, and I will be doing that, and that will be coming out Thursday. Uh, a couple of streaming reviews this month, also some theater reviews. I think our next theater review, Mama Kay and I will be doing Hobbs and Shaw, Fast and Furious, number 500. I
1: don't even 500. Know. what the heck. I've
0: actually, I think I've Weep. said it before, I've, I've never seen any prior to a couple weeks ago, any Fast and Furious movies. I've gone back and <laughs> watched all, I only have one left to watch um just to catch up binge them all, get ready for the movie i think mama K, you have seen zero
1: <laughs> Furious movies i've seen zero yeah about 30 seconds of tokyo drift i think that covers it so this should be great
0: yeah that'll be an interesting one and then a lot of reviews in the middle of the month uh kitchen where'd you go bernadette uh what else be yeah. uh ready or not scary stories tell in the dark uh, so some good stuff coming up this month, um, but if you want to recommend anything for us to review, Films with a Woman in My Life on Facebook, and I am Brennan underscore Pod Host on Instagram, or you can do Mama K Pod on Instagram if you want Mama K. That's me. Um, anything else to add? Because I think we ran a little long, but there was a lot to talk about, like I like I, like I thought there might be.
2: Yeah, you're right. We We could have <laughs> easily went longer, too.
0: I, I told you guys. There's a lot to Easily. talk about in this movie. Um, all right. Well, yeah. Mama K, Jess, thank you for being on.
2: Thanks for having us. Thanks, Bren.
0: And until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies.
1: Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod and check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.